They're like, there's like a deli. I took you in. Travis? Are they like turning yeah. them into waffles? So oh, yeah, they, they got wrong. delis and shit in there? There's one in the West Dyson. Like, Are you a Jen? She's dead, wrapped in plastic. It's not gonna stay that way. Yeah, it's gonna be dead back there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when, when they first roll out the uh, uh, dead. Is this a dead man? Hell yeah, my last that. And then, like, after like two hours, it's all crusted over oh, yeah. like, a nasty butthole. Yeah. Oh, that's like one thing I never got at 7 Eleven was like the the chili pump. Self serving station like that. I was like, <laughs> You're a connoisseur of 7 Eleven. I'm surprised you I was. went into that one. I was actually surprised. I was like, wow, this is a nice 7 Eleven Rob. We've had a lot. Open up by us in Huntington. I'm telling you, it's a new wave. But uh, like, they all start off really nice and then turn to shit quick. Yeah. Um, well, every junkie and like homeless person lives there. Yeah, it's like there's actually some pride there when they open. Like, yeah. whoever runs the shop is just like, I just got, I got I just franchise. got franchised yeah. in. I'm like, well, this is my future's gonna be sick. And then like within three months, they're just like, I'm gonna put my fucking Indian cousin here, <laughs> who's gonna hate everyone, and yeah. everything's gonna get sticky. And the corporate yes. mandated Sticky. Indian cousin that I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was added to the family when I got a franchise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, well, so you know, it's a Japanese far. company, 7 Eleven. Yeah. Tra told trade that. in Japan. Yeah. That's good, though. Hey. Do they, uh, do they, uh, the ones in Japan, do they have like, uh, the things you need to make a gun? <laughs> yeah, they're really nice there in Japan. Yeah, they like have a clean. 3D printing gun Electric station. Shotguns. And yeah, they have the Takedo finish you off stroke machine. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. They, they fucked up with the self serving station. I think I said this before in an episode. Yeah. How do you mean they fucked up like that? I mean, you're right, I think. Because, like, I worked in, like, Brentwood mm -hmm. and, like, it's, like, the hood kind of. And, like, I went there and I was like, is it, like you said, nice 7 Eleven, brand yeah. new? Go in there, and there's just a junkie just, like, touching all the fucking taquitos, trying to find the fucking, the <laughs> warm one. Trying to find the perfect one? Yeah, I was like, bro, yeah, I'm never to... eating this shit. He was looking for the golden ticket yeah, I was so like, he could bro. go to the tour of the taquito factory. <laughs> He's like, hey! He's <laughs> just yelling and shit. It's always that... belligerent, and I'm like, god damn. Why is it always really rich white people, and then junkies are the most discerning with these kind of things? Yeah. You know, like, ah, that one, that one's been cooked too long. And yeah, that one's kind of leaking out the sides. Yeah. Not even shitting. Uh, he was like playing, like he was like fluffing a pillow or something. <laughs> there's there always that, that one 7 Eleven in Hailsight with that fucker that has a Maserati and just like left it running in the parking lot and would just scratch, like scratching tickets for like oh, hours yeah. at the counter. That's How do you awesome. think he got the Maserati? He doesn't yeah. have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, I might do lottery tickets. Yeah, I'm like. I'll win tonight. That's what you're doing, right? I'm so down and out that I have to win. That's how it goes. Right, yeah, <laughs> totally. Mm -hmm. God favors the weak. Can I borrow $1,000, Tom? Uh, no. Uh, no, you can't. You just told me where you're going to spend it. Can he invest $1,000? That's in, frame uh, it. Can I invest $1,000? Now is a great scratchies. time. Now is a great time to take your friend's money and... Uh, Splurge. You're you're married, right? right? You're married. <laughs> what happens if I get divorced? I lose half of it. Well, if I win tonight, you can. Well, have then half. you can give Mike just half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. I'm feeling this all pretty terrible. Maybe Mike. Maybe Travis. You want to give me? A, you want to wire transfer me a thousand dollars right now? I'll wire you some some. Uh, what are those things they they used to sell on the um, the box tops? 
Right? Oh, I'll right. do that. Yeah. I'm going to cash them in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start recycling. I'm going to be that guy recycling. You can just erase Ploy? all the bad shit in your life. Yeah. You get some Dude, erasers. You, you got to come to Portland. It's double the price here. That's why we've got all the homeless people. The cans there. are 10 cents, dude. Well, Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Rose Mortem. You belong here. Uh, we're already talking about our weeks. I'm so, Mike's, Mike, you're doing pretty bad. Anything else specifically you want to cover? Uh, you can only get better, right? As Howard Jones would say. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. All right. <laughs> With that, <laughs> yeah. of course. Sorry, how's your week? Yeah. Oh, you asked me? Yeah, I don't want to talk about myself anymore. Uh, it was, um, well, as you heard, getting over COVID part two. Welcome back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was That's nice. Sick. It was, How's uh, the sequel? Uh, not as like intense as the first. Um, yeah. Just kind of the casting like, on the second one's really fucked up. Yeah, clearly know? a different director. Yeah. Um, you know, it was still fine. You know, it was still like, oh, this is COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, going to sleep at eight p.m., waking up at two a.m. That type of COVID stuff. That's fun. But then uh, that was it. Not too bad. Had a great time in Nashville. Got the uh, the COVID strain. So From Nashville. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Must have shared that one. Same idea. Did you go to the Kid Rock Honky Tonk? I don't think so. Oh, oh you'd know. No, I, then I didn't. They have the vaccine there. <laughs> it's one of the finest buildings in Nashville. Well, there are some many. There are many fine buildings. Yes. I found a lot of them. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Damn. That Nashville strain, dude. Sticks to you like a bramble, it like does. bramble out does. on the old prairie lanes. <laughs> does not like prairies. Go. Amen. Mm. Never. <laughs> yeah. Travis, what's happening in Portland? Ah, uh, you know, just uh, chilling with it. Just uh, not too much. It's hot. It's still hot. Really hot in Portland. Yeah, um, that's I don't cool. Think I've, I don't think I really did anything since we. I've been, dude. I've been engrossed in the subject. So, uh, Tom, what about you? Um, I had an interesting week. We did that little bachelor party oh. barbecue. Mike, uh, I was there. Yeah, Mike was there. I learned a lot about Tom and his friends. I'll say that they all had something <laughs> Wait, in common. See their balls? <laughs> uh, yeah, he saw our balls. Yeah, and okay. how red. How's your were. friend doing? I want your one friend that was wilding out. Oh, <laughs> Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, was having, Yeah, he was having a blast, man. Oh, hell Just yeah. Gambling. I don't know. I think he got kicked out of a bar later, uh, and we weren't uh, even at the bars. Uh, we were at a house. He, but he, he managed to get out kicked out of a bar. bar. That's good. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I would have uh, been right there with you boys. Unfortunately, I'm in uh, Diarrheaville. Oh, that's all right. Well, you're around all the naked homeless people. We're yeah. just dealing with the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, today was a long one. I was uh, I was installing a new surge protector under my wife's desk, her standing desk. And um, I live in an apartment. My in-laws, uh, they live on the floor below us. It's their house. We are in a, a house apartment situation. That's dope. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. The bathroom directly above the desk is being renovated. Oh, um, well, that changes. The place. subfloor is being ripped up, and as I'm underneath the desk, I hear what I think is a body going through the, the ceiling <laughs> and land on the desk. It was not a body. There was no one hurt, but uh, it it was like a was it like a raccoon or something in there? No, it was like a, as my 
as my father-in-law was moving things around, uh, one of the boards fell through. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like where the subfloor had been removed and just right onto the desk. Luckily, nothing broke, but there was just powder all over the place. If you were yeah. working at the desk, would you have been hit? Yes. <laughs> Dude, uh, you almost got final destinationed. The <laughs> <laughs> Literally under this thing going, what the fuck? And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, wow. so I spent the last few hours patching up holes and stuff that that created. So that's why I'm dusting off all the powder dust right yeah. now. Uh, dusty boy, dude. Well, yeah, that's it, it happened just after the gym. I was like, I got back from the gym. I was like, I'm gonna take care of this thing real quick. So you're a little sweaty. sweaty. You got, so I was just you're moist. Sweaty. <laughs> I got tarred and feathered by fitness <laughs> and Home Depot. Tom, that, that's a great way to cover the fact that you're just doing angel dust. Mm. Your Rolling Jeep. around. <laughs> Most elaborate excuse for why I have a little dust on me. <laughs> Well, that's enough of my life, I suppose. Uh, oh yeah, I also realized I, I had to go to, P to PT, like oh, Mike for my knee. Yeah, but luckily it's not as bad. I have a very, very taut uh, IT band. Oh, on the side of your leg, right? Yeah, you so got I had to get foam, a foam roller. Roll. That's what I got, dude. I'm you get foam rolling, roll it out. Yeah, yeah. Boys, all foam now. Yeah. Oh, one last thing about my week. I was listening to a podcast this week, and I just want to say, I'm not a phony. All right? Wait, you were listening to our show? And I'm no phony. What happened? <laughs> Wait, I, what? at one point, I all so three much of shit you on the show. accused oh, me of being a phony. Uh, and really? I just want to say, I listened to the episode <laughs> so that I know what part three is coming up. I know what happened in part two, and I'm no phony. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, thanks, I'm sorry. thanks for calling me out. Uh, <laughs> it was Ollie, don't worry. Okay. Who, who said it? Who called you a phone? I don't remember who said it first, but... But we all agreed. We all agreed. We all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, I, he's I wasn't there. I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, phony. Oh, yeah, Mike, he was your backup. Sorry. Yeah, he was... He was, <laughs> was Mike 2.0. He was robbing a 7-Elevens at that moment. <laughs> I was. I had PTSD from a, a lady massaging too close to my junk on that day. <laughs> Physical therapy so, sucked dick. Yeah. So, Connor, <laughs> so, Connor, you're all caught up, right? Our audience, I'm obviously... Up. I'm excited to learn about the Crimean War again. Yeah, uh, we're not going to get there yet. <laughs> not yet. It's right. another episode. One more. Oh, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna I'll be back for the Crimean. All right. <laughs> okay. See you next week. <laughs> uh, hopefully, all of the rest of our audience caught up because we're diving back into Richard Burton here, not the actor, the, the snowboard weird explorer. <laughs> yeah, Burton snowboards invented Burton snowboards. <laughs> Sick. Um. So where we last left, let's jump right in. Where we last left off, it's 1850. Richard's 29 years old. He's on permanent sick leave from the East India Company. He's getting half pay. You know, but he's a rich guy. He's spending through this half pay. Um, and he's writing these really unsuccessful books based on his weird experiences in India for seven years. And he's living in London and France, kind of jumping around back between the two. Um, so he said, Hey, I'm 29. I'm not married. That's kind of weird. It's getting old. You know, you got to get married. This is the 19th century, you know? Well, yeah. So, I uh, know. I don't know about that, but yeah. Continue. Well, Ri Richard was not exactly the model suitor for the ladies, right? Uh, he was going broke. He had a reputation of being wild, provocative, and even dangerous. And he liked to play into that. You know, he really was like, I killed a man. And it's like, dude, you weren't even in active combat. You just like literally <laughs> went to the like boy gay dance. brothels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I meant. I smashed a man. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so he's out there trying to look all like, like, I feel like, you know, the guys who were like overly dark and like wear way too much jewelry and like wear like Island. dusters and shit like that. Wait, like, mean, like a, a pickup artist? What are you describing? Um, maybe like a certain vampire we know. <laughs> That's like, what oh, I was picturing. Fedora tipper. Oh, okay. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brooding dark type. Someone yeah. just one or two kids. The edgelord. Yeah. <laughs> one or two. Yeah. So, yeah. Someone who's a best-selling novelist or poet. Pardon me, well, not a novelist. He, Richard is about the same level of novelist and poet. He's, he's also a poet as well. Uh, so he's that brooding type, right? Mysterious brooding. He's been to India. And in uh, the year before this, remember in 1850, the year before he decided to propose to his cousin. It's like, oh, why not? We, I know her well enough. Yeah. Now, even her aunt. Fam. Yeah, I mean, even the family was like, I don't really want cousin dick marrying my <laughs> I daughter. I don't want to keep it in the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like that family. I'd yeah. rather keep it on the other side of the family. <laughs> so the cousins moved away. He starts fucking around with all these women in London and France. And uh, there's this one particular funny moment where uh, he's pulled aside by this angry mother who is like, why are you going after my daughter? And this mom like really didn't like him. She asked him what his intentions were, and he responded, Alas, madame, they are strictly dishonorable. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> Tips for Dora. That's, the, uh, that's a good truth there. That's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really just anal. <laughs> just, yeah. 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 Just anal. Just anal. I don't even want to know what her, her face looks like at all. <laughs> I just want to count the hairs coming out of the back of her ass. Yeah. And that's it. And then How many mom words? Goes, that's... That's very honorable. <laughs> you can have my daughter. <laughs> but now, okay, so in 1850, he meets his ultimate fangirl, and this is a woman named Isabel Adru- uh, Adrundle. Uh, and this is when she's in, fr- when he's in France. Isabel is 19 years old at the time. He's in his late 30s, nothing really weird. Or, or late 20s, early 30s, nothing really weird there. That but, always feels like too close back in the day. I know, yeah. right? It's like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. <laughs> what do you got? Something in, into people your own age there? Yeah. <laughs> Expect me to marry an old bag like you? Yeah, you're marrying your peers? I'm almost 34. You're 27. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, Isabel, I saw some pictures of her. She certainly has the crazy eyes, and she is definitely like the model example of like crazy clingy lady right uh, is she like a groupie like is he sort of famous at this point or no um he's like famous in weird little circles right uh, so she becomes a groupie because it takes a long time for them to actually get married but at this point she's just very very creeper creepy and stalkery and i want mike you you seem like you connected with that type of uh woman i heard you uh <laughs> I've had a couple clingers before. Yeah. Um, I'll just say not fun. No. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice to be like, you know, like someone to like be obsessed with you, but then it gets like to a point where like, wow, this is just like annoying and like kind of gets like, a little old. Yeah, psychotic yeah. in a way. Like, how how obsessed have you dealt with? Oh, like going through your phone constantly and like, like, uh, what do you mean? Like, have you ever no, got, so- like showing up at your house unannounced? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried to break up with one of them they were at my house, like waiting for me to come outside. My mom had to go tell them to leave. I, How I, long I, ago was this? I had to be 20. 
Yeah, I was 20. I'm going to say like... Yeah, it was my golden ago. years. Before <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm at my lowest point in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're bouncing back up. Yeah, I'm on my yeah, way you're up. You're going to be awesome at 40, man. If, yeah. you, if you rocked at 20, 40 is going to be an awesome year yeah. for you. It's, a, it's like a wave. Yeah. It's a wave. Mm-hmm. You got to ride it. You gotta Watch start... out for 55. You will be nearly I'll be dead. dead like yeah. my, my dad was supposed to be dead. <laughs> you got to start wearing more dusters, my friend. Um, Think about it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about the background of Isabel because she's going to be not really even a character in this episode, but she's going to be floating around for a while, especially towards the end of this series. <laughs> um, Isabel lived a very sheltered, rich life. Her family was well-connected, and they could actually trace their lineage back to Catherine, Howard, uh, Catherine Howard's sister. So from this is from the Henry VIII episode. Catherine Howard was Henry VIII's fifth wife who um, I think cheated on him with, like, some weird dude, and then he cut her head off. I don't know. But uh, he definitely cut her head off. But, yeah, so they could trace, like, kind of their lineage back there and even further back to William the Conqueror. They're pretty established in England. And they were very Catholic family. And Isabel was also deeply Catholic in faith, faith, which at the time more... uh, uh, England was more Protestant, but there were still Catholics floating around. Mm. Um, now, uh, this would be something that will become an issue because Burton is a pretty strictly an atheist. He likes studying religions and mocking them, but he's pretty open in being an atheist. And uh, something that Isabel's going to have to get over <laughs> or try to deal with. Now, the other big red flag, this is the major red flag here, besides this kind of sheltered, rich, you know, life, is when Isabel was 16, her family was vacationing in the woods of Essex, which I think if you go to Essex now, there's probably no woods. It's, <laughs> it's kind of weird, because it's pretty there close to London. There probably are people camping there, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so Isabel went off into the woods uh, in their little cottage and stumbled across a gypsy camp. And there, she met an old crone named Hagar Burton. Now, Burton just happens to be a very common name for English gypsies. I mean, uh, it was said, you know, a lot of people thought that Richard Burton was a gypsy because he had that kind of wild look about him. But apparently, if you're a gypsy, it's like the smith of gypsies. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, Hagar told... Uh, Isabel her fortune and the crone said that she would go across the sea and bear the same name as our tribe and that she would be one of them but greater than her and her life them and uh, her life would be full of travel and adventure and she should show him this letter show the man that takes you as your husband this letter so she has this letter that's like ah I was told to marry a Burton (laughs) <laughs> Wait, and how long was this? Was this after they had met, or this is three years before they meet? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> what a lucky bastard. So, <laughs> so imagine that you going on a date with a girl and just and she says to you something to the effect of, "It's just clicking. Everything's just clicking, and I have to show you something. It's finally it. coming into place." And she reaches into her breast, uh, her 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 breast pocket there because she's a nerd. Right? Yeah. And she brings out a fortune cookie. <laughs> and you say, Gordon Chinese duck. She goes, No, the other side. Turn it over. <laughs> Lucky numbers. It's just like, You like that... them big, tall, handsomes. 
Tom, that's literally how their first date pretty much went down when they eventually would date. Like, <laughs> Let's have sex. Yeah. So flash forward the three years. She's 19 now, and uh, she's in France, and this is the first time she meets um, Richard Burton. She doesn't actually meet him. Um, at the time, Richard was still kind of trying to get with his cousin, um, and Isabel just saw him at this like promenade, and was like, "That's the man." I didn't know his name. He's like, "That's the man I'm going to marry. This is my destiny." So she literally just started stalking him, like straight up, just like he. She knew that he went to the promenade like every other day or something, and she'd like you know listen to his deep voice and start gushing in the bushes, you know, and uh, somehow she figured out. Um, his name through a friend. I think she was friends with the cousin. And so she bought all of his books that he had published and started speed reading them. And remember, she's never even like talked to this guy yet. So we're why talking real like, stalker. Why is it like we're dealing with the situation where when a woman is a stalker, it could be good. It could be okay. <laughs> and every time a man is, it's never good. You can't be the good man stalker. Uh, there's no, no, no good no. man stalker. Yeah, I mean, there's no. good man stalker. There can't, it's like, um, you know, horrible crimes, love knives, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But with a woman, it's just this... like, you have a woman stalker. Mm, one in four. Yeah. One in four. Yeah. This Dude, also it's... sounds like, a, uh, like the first online stalking of all, like, yes. ever. Yeah. Like, has never met him, reads all his shit. Like shit posting and like following him and everything like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is like the like I think you nailed the head on the you know the head on the nail was the nails. <laughs> it doesn't that, matter. We, the know nails that, we got the you. nails that give you head is you know she goes out <laughs> and uh, she's reading all of his fucking blogs and you know all of his Twitter and that's what he had. He published all these works, yeah. so she knows everything about him before they've even spoken. Um, now. Burton would eventually notice Isabel at a party that this cousin was throwing. It's like, oh, look at that lady. She's all right. <laughs> Why not? And uh, <laughs> Bert Burton went over and talked to her for a bit, and then they waltzed together. That was the popular dance. And <laughs> Isabel, psycho, had the gloves and dress where Burton touched her, pressed, sealed in a box, and never wore them again, ever. Wow. That's a keeper <laughs> right there. That's, yeah. You know she ain't going to cheat on you. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's, she's going to be loyal. Peggy's probably crazy. <laughs> she might. <clears throat> might bite it off. <laughs> Put it in the box. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. She might murder you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that'd be a cool way to go. She put little eye drops in your mayonnaise so you have diarrhea. Oh, that'd be some, yeah. 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 some crazy. Like <laughs> <that. laughs> I can't go traveling to uh, wherever the hell I go because I'm Richard Burton. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got diarrhea again. <laughs> It's the 1850s. They have diarrhea wherever they go. Yeah, true. That's what the gutters were initially for. roving diarrhea. Yeah. Now, I want you to kind of store this. Again, we're not going to be talking about her the rest of the episode. Oh, so that's it? They just, like, part ways? That's it. This was like, yeah. So this episode's, the timeline for this episode's, it's only three years. So, but for three years, they kind of meet. She like, oh, my God, we dance, and I'm going to seal up my clothes, and I'm going to keep reading about him. <laughs> well, you think she masturbated with the box? Yeah, I doubt. Maybe. Mm. Definitely while looking at it. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm. Made a little voodoo <laughs> what character. What am I thinking of right now? I'm thinking of some like weird fucked up thing. <laughs> Pornography. Yes. Pornography. <laughs> oh. Did a girl like once store her uh, jean shorts after you touched her ass, Mike? Did that happen to you with your clearance? 
No, but I've kept, kept girls' panties before. <laughs> dirty panties. Ooh, you go back wow. in your drawer to the bottom of your drawer, you forget. I'm like, oh, look at this treasure. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> ripe. Put that back under the back in the drawer. Wait till it uh, turns. It's yeah. Gotta, yeah, wait till it's it been turns. brewing. It's yeah. like a it's like yeah. a Parmesan Reggiano. It's like whiskey. It smells cheese, terrible it. after two years, but after yeah. ten, it's got some flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's class, baby. Age. It's uh, age, yes. age it's, crusty panties. Yeah, instead of like oak aged, it's like uh, what is that construction wood IKEA <laughs> aged? Wood aged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it? Uh, OBS or whatever, yeah, no, what, whatever the fuck that is. Is it that or am I thinking of the streaming service? I, I always forget oh, it. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. NDF. OSB, MDF. Who cares? DMT. DMT anyway, aged. They fucked in Paris. And yeah, they did. definitely. What yeah, happened? I, don't even, I don't even think they boned, dude. They had to. He, no, he's no dumb, he's I don't. He's a dog. I, I honestly don't think they did. I don't think he was even that. From reading the interaction of him like dancing, like I don't even think that he. Like, I don't even think he was into her. You know, do he's you like, oh, oh boy, you know, you know? moment within the next three years. Like, do you think while the events of this episode are taking place, he even remembered her? No, he didn't. Or it was just because, like one other dance. No, he didn't because there actually I didn't even include this in the script. He would start writing more of his um, like publish his papers. And he was writing about his cousin and like other women, like never really <laughs> writing about her. Right. Also, remember the theory that he was pushing about uh, the closer to the equator. All the zones. The that more was you, fascinating. Yeah, the more oh, yeah. you open up, and it's just like, this is a white woman. Yeah. She's like, yeah. in, in white Wales. White Catholic not... woman. I, I looked yeah. up that map. I love that he just circled the Americas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's amazing. That it's all the tropics and the, the entirety of the Americas. Yep. He's like, this whole area, it's got to fuck. Dude, it has they simply are got to fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, like, all the way north. Yeah. Edmonton. Like... <laughs> Dude, Edmonton, they're fucking, they're ready. I'm not saying they aren't horny. What I'm saying is his theory doesn't line up with no. what he circled. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the, you hit the nail on my dick. Uh, and <laughs> in the fact that, in the fact that uh, the whole th map should have been red. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even the ocean. There's dolphins out there. <laughs> That's yeah, where the dolphins are. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So Richard's actually really busy at this time. He's doing these dances. He's boning where he can. Like I said, I don't. I don't even think that they boned Isabel and him. Um, but the cousin thing, cousin touching, kind of is now in the coals, right? He, you know, gets turned down by the mom or whatever, and he's getting pretty restless. He wrote, uh, "quote." A man wants to wander. Uh, a man wants to wander, and he must do so, or he will die. That's like some right. Rolling Stones. That's like some hobo Keith shit. Richard shit. Yeah, that reminds me of my favorite Christmas movie, uh, a hobo's Christmas. <laughs> a hobo revisits his family and has to apologize to his son, who is Sorry. now an adult, why he needs to travel. Is Why that the is that the prequel yeah. to Home Alone and it's about the guy who puts the salt down on the road? <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, that right? guy's cool as hell. Yeah, that guy was just like, I care about my family, but I look scary. Yeah. Continue, um, Travis. So Richard returns to London in 1852, and he offers his services to the Royal Geographical Society. Now, remember, this is the 19th century, and there were still large parts of the world that were not explored by white men or, you know, Western society, yeah. right? Um, I mean, we had obviously traveled the globe, but, like, you know, we haven't yeah, been... But there was no internet. If a British guy hasn't been there... It don't count. Yeah, Can exactly. it really exist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put ten toes down. 
So Burton proposed to his services to this society, uh, and he said that I would remove the huge white blot on, on which our map still notes the eastern and central regions of Arabia. So Arabia had not been really explored at all. It was just like, I mean, not like there's really much to draw in there. Saudi Arabia is just pretty much desert, <laughs> but no, <laughs> yeah, I'm there's in really there. nothing to draw in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Burton's real goal was to journey and study the Islamic holy cities of Medina and Mecca. That's really what he wanted to do. Because, again, I think we've kind of painted this picture last episode. He's just really into cultures, right? He just really wants to meet different cultures, learn different languages, and, like, you know, really soak his balls in that, yeah. in them cultures around the world. He just wants to see how everyone fucks around the world. It's yeah. cool, though. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I like everyone's that. doing it. I like, yeah. It turns out they are all doing it. <laughs> oh, this is how they do it here. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for those of you unfamiliar, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, some uh, Islamic history to give some context. For anyone inf- unfamiliar about Mecca, it's the birthplace of Muhammad. Muhammad. It's uh, where the great ma- mosque is and the site of the Black Stone, which is stored in the uh, Taba. Uh, which the Taba is uh, the place that all Muslims, wherever you are in the world, you bow for prayers for the Taba. Wait, is that where they go I in a circle? Yeah. Yes. Around the, uh, yeah, I yeah. thought it was Kaaba. It's T? Oh, did I say Kaaba? Yeah, it's Kaaba. Okay. You're right. <laughs> it means cube. I don't know why I said yeah. Taba. The big black. Um, big black. Tented. I've seen the picture. It's of not even like black. There's just cloth around there. it, isn't it? Yeah, they put yeah, like a prayer cloth over it, but it's black stone underneath. It's also now home to the world's ugliest skyscraper, or one of the world's ugliest skyscrapers. How ugly is it? Oh, you should. We should look it up. It's worth it. It's yeah. got the scary, scary clock thing. It's, oh yeah, I don't even know what this is. I was watching yeah. something about it, and like these people going like modern day going to Mecca and like going to the Kaaba, and it's like, dude, if, like if you're like a rich Muslim, like the whole point of like this doing a Hajj and going to Mecca is like everyone's supposed to be equal. But then yeah. they have these gaudy ass fucking. Now there are these <laughs> yeah. huge fucking buildings just yeah. towering over it. Yeah. Let's see. I'm pulling this up right now. That's society. There's also videos of people like climbing it and just like sitting outside the clock. The <laughs> oh, clock is the scariest part. So part. dumb. Let me see it. It's like these guys like watched one Batman movie. Look <laughs> <laughs> how fucking stupid that is. It's such it's a huge. weird building. It's gigantic. It's like yeah, it looks like yeah. fake. Yeah. Um. So you know, these, sorry. These sorry people, for the tangent. No, it's all right. I <laughs> no. mean, these these the civilization has no taste. We know that. <laughs> they can tilt cars though and drive on two wheels. That's that, just that's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. They could also just buy a new one. They give crash. A shit. <laughs> so so Mecca is like Mecca's the number one holy city. Uh, Medina. So Medina is like this. Like imagine you're going to Atlantic City for some good old fashioned Islamic fun. Uh, and on the way, you stop at uh, the Wawa at East Black Horse Turnpike in Egg Harbor, New Jersey. And you get yourself a classic pepperoni hoagie and some corn nuts. That's what Medina is. Like, what I'm trying to say is just Medina is a place on the way to Mecca. The rest stop. <laughs> it's also, right. it's the birthplace of the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, it's the burial of the... Burial? Yeah. That's uh, where he was buried. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's the third holiest site in Islam. Apparently, second? apparently second. second. Yeah, yeah. It's this and then third. Jerusalem. But yeah. I mean, there's really not much going on there. I mean, you've got. 
another mosque, which is like the second holiest spot. Muhammad's tomb is there. His like favorite daughter's tomb, and then like some graveyards. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say is like it's not the it's not the main event. You know, you're just stopping by. I can't imagine a Muslim having a favorite daughter. It's the aperitif of yeah Islam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite daughter? Trick question. Hate them all. Fatima <laughs> being women. Fatima was his favorite. Yeah, Fatima. Yeah, that's the last one. She was the caliph. And yeah. Then they, then they stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Which religion is the best one? Ever think about that? Scientology. That, that's well, right. Obviously, that's right. Yeah, it's the one trick question. Proven that Glad it's the best, <laughs> newest one. Can't tell you my powers. Yeah, newest one. Yeah. That one or Heaven's Gate? Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> They're good because, like a British TV show. They stopped before they got annoying. They, they might have succeeded. They're, they might have been abducted by the aliens. We have Could've. no idea of knowing. Yeah. I, I think they're great people. I think they're all great. I think more of that. More. And, not, and less of people traveling to a cube. Yeah. <laughs> and, and pretending not to be gay. Yeah. Continue. So Burton was not the first uh, non-Muslim European to make the trip to Mecca. There had been... Only 11 other Europeans to ever make the trip before him. Uh, most of them were taken there as slaves against their will and uh. just like somehow escaped to tell their story. Um, the first Englishman to see Mecca before Burton was a guy named Joseph Pitt, who was a sailor that was taken slave near Algiers in 1680. And he like... He was, he, I read some of the stuff about him. He was like, I used to have to sneak eating pork because fuck these guys. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, the one thing with these hardcore Muslims, like you can definitely plan an escape. It's like, you know, they're going to be praying three times a day. Yeah. All at the same time. All looking, looking in down. the same direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then down. So as long as you're behind most of them, they got to put your cage down. Yeah, the only you time your, well, you whittle yourself out. The only time you can really do like real life Metal Gear Solid is like prayer time in Mecca, <laughs> right? Where you're just like you see the cone of vision, right? <laughs> it all turns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just like I don't know, take off someone's towel, whatever they're wearing, and put it on you, and you, you're one of the crowd. Um, so the best documented explorer of Mecca, and I say explorer, you know, British or uh, uh, European, was a guy named John Ludwig Burkhardt, who documented his trip in the early 19th century. Uh, Burkhardt was also the guy who discovered Petra. Uh, Burkhardt was dead by the time Burton was going to do this trip, but he studied Burkhardt's, um, you know, journals and stuff so he could see where he could, like, pick up and... Burkhardt didn't go too much into like uh, the actual lay of the land or super in depth into Burton's like horny journaling. <laughs> so, well, the Burkhardt right, like it's real sandy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then we were at the oasis. God, the sand is just incredible here. It's as, incredible. It's everywhere. Yeah, as we'll see, they both like to talk about poop. Uh, but <laughs> oh, um, well, that's good. You alright there, Mike? Yeah, I just gotta fix my, my head. <laughs> Sorry. Looks good. So Isn't that how milk was discovered? It was in the desert over there. Milk? Yeah. What, someone was real thirsty and just was like, I, I need a dick to suck. I don't read. Cow have to do. 
they were like, let's not take water, let's take milk because it tastes better. And they left it in like a satchel uh, on like a camel and turned it into cheese. Are oh, you talking about making cheese? Cheese? Maybe. cheese? Oh, I said no, milk. Cheese oh, is my, older my than my that. Fault, my fault. Well, you're just talking about the origin. Uh, I think I'm a little off by years. <laughs> well, uh, continue, Travis. <laughs> yeah. It is the 1800s. <laughs> we just found out what cheese is. The only food that's been invented since Gouda. then is Skittles and Twinkies. <laughs> yeah. Everything that, else has been around. That is fact. Um, so Burton would be taking this trip alone. Um, and there was some preparation to do before that. He chose his usual alias of Mirsa Abdullah, which I talked about he used in the last episode. And he, again, he started hennaing his face black, and he grew himself a nice big old beard. Um, awesome. I'm trying. Awesome. He also needed a backstory. So, I mean, he used to say that he was like an Arab Persian, but since he was going into Arabia, he was like, I'm going to just stick with Persian um, on his way to the Hajj, or on his, on his Hajj. And uh, Hajj is... Uh, if you don't know what that is, every Muslim is required at some point in their life, if they have the means, to go to Mecca, and that's called a Hajj. And once you're done, you become a Haji, which I thought was interesting because that's just the name of the kid in uh, <laughs> what is yeah, it? Yeah, in uh, uh, Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. Wait, that's yeah. the term for when you complete a Hajj? Because I thought it was just a slur that they used in Black Hawk Down. That was no slur. That was I mean, real science. Yeah. Words. I guess they're using the real men. word. Yeah, considerate military. Wow. Men. Yeah, I'm them. sure those military men were like, "Wow, I really respect they had this guy." I won't yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah, there were other ones. Yeah, yeah for sure. There were other. There were definitely slurs. Yeah. Yeah, Hodge. That's cool. Yeah, I'm a Hodge now. So. I mean, yeah, why not? That's so, sick. So he's a Persian man, and he and he added to his backstory. He was like, "I'm going to be a doctor slash dervish." Because, you know, I can act fucking nuts, and I can just do quackery medicine. Yeah. What is a dervish again? Uh, I think it's just like an extreme kind of holy man. Oh, I'm going to be a dervish. Yeah. It's like almost like a shaman type yeah. of deal. Oh. You think, right? Yeah. There's where all... does whirling dervish come from? Well, whirling... Is that like a dance ritual or something? A Sorry wh- to keep cutting you off. A whirling dervish. I think we talked about that on Rasputin, actually. So these people would, like, spin around and enter, like, oh. ecstasy by just, like, basically doing a beer bat. St. Vitus <laughs> Dance? Is that yeah. what it's called? Well, St. Vitus Dance different. is different. Yeah. That's uh, an unexplained dancing sensation. All right. It's a member of the Muslim, specifically Sufi religious order, who has taken vows of poverty and austerity. Okay. Sounds like me. Noted for their wild or ecstatic rituals, which are known as dancing or whirling, which is where whirling dervishes comes from. I do all every day. Just dance in my room by myself. Just wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Thanks, God. Uh, there you go. I was going to swirl in a circle. Right. Like so not, do roast mortem. Not, a, not, a, <laughs> not a bad backstory, an excuse for you to be weird. Right? Yeah. You're, it's like, I'm a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. Can't stop jerking off. Sorry, I'm a dervish. You're saying you're a Christian mystic. Yeah. Um, and also, the doctor thing was a good thing because he was able to use his medicine bag as a place to store his journal, his surveying tools, and other things that might expose him as a... His whiteness. Yeah. <laughs> as a European. <laughs> my henna. My yeah, damn my henna. henna. None of the None of us could sneak by... No matter how much precaution Speak we for yourself, Connor. <laughs> if you if you hennaed my whole body, I would look like most deaf. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> now, look at me. I'm light-skinned Colombian, if anyone wants to know. I so have, I I, I have taken my face, uh, taken a picture of my face, and... Uh, Put it on negative, and it looks like the album Black on both sides. It's identical. <laughs> <laughs> Great album. Wow. Um, so there was only one thing missing from Burton here, and uh, or you might say one thing that was uh, that that was not missing, which made it weird, was that Burton um, Burton knew that he'd be mingling with other Muslims on this Hajj. And if he was found out to be an imposter, Muhammad actually, when he took Mecca, because he was born in Mecca, he left Mecca and then invaded Mecca again in uh, 629. And he declared that any non-believers that step foot in the holy city should be killed. Um, and over the years, many Jews and Christians had been impaled or crucified for stepping oh. into the city. Um, so... There was like high state, like it wasn't like, oh, oh you're an Englishman, ha ha, ooh, get out of here, you little rascal, <laughs> like this it guy, was like impalement, yeah, coming. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, if, uh, if he was discovered, it meant certain death, um, and he needed everything to be perfect. He was going to be riding, camping, eating, drinking, even though they weren't supposed to be drinking, and doing other things with these guys, and somebody might see his dick, so. At the ripe old age of 32, Richard got circumcised. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, the cherry on top is he had written and observed an adult's circumcision in India, so he probably did it himself, saying that he was an expert. <laughs> How do you do that again? Do you like a butter knife? <laughs> <laughs> like, like peeling an onion or something? I don't yeah, know. like you roll you roll the, the skin up, and then you make one calamari. Yeah. Pop it off. Like a, like mm. a C, like a half C Ugh. in the top. Yeah. That's horrifying. That's painful. Yeah. That's, that is pretty uh, ballsy. <laughs> so, sure pretty penis-y. Is he harder? <laughs> you'd be harder soft when you do that. I don't know, dude. Well, I think it's you like shaving your soft, ah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, also, oh doing it yourself because, like, all right, if you're gonna do it, which I understand, it's a life or death thing. Yeah, sure, if you're set on doing this, but I would just like drink myself into a coma, and then if someone else do, <laughs> yeah, that would probably yeah. be the better approach for. Like, your I don't want to be awake and be like, all right, time to chop my dick off. So, like, so I didn't. Uh, he, it didn't explicitly say that he did it himself, but in the books I read, it was like it went into detail. He's like he had seen it done so many times in India, and like so, I feel like he's the kind of guy who's on just babies, like, <laughs> no, on adults. Yeah, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh. So he was like, he. I feel like he was the kind of guy like, well, I'm the only one that knows this ritual, you know. So I have a feeling he did it himself. That's just my humble opinion. Oh. Well, I miss my foreskin. Well, yeah. yeah, me too. I yeah. feel violated yeah. to this day. Yeah. If I could go back in time and stop. I'd take it back. Yeah. I would stop too. them. I'd say, hey, hey. Sometimes I, I sometimes I reenact with that scene in, what, Ghost or whatever, where they're making clay just with my foreskin. With your foreskin. Yeah, yeah you just uh, <laughs> pretend, yeah. pretend that <laughs> your foreskin is wrapping it its arms around <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Enveloping you. Yeah. You, you gotta, like, here's another question. He's doing research into this culture, and he's like, 
these guys are definitely going to see my dick. <laughs> I made a joke before about all Muslims being gay. Now I think it's not a joke because he's like, Pfft. well, they're definitely going to see me my dick. Like, yeah, definitely going to see it. Got to chop. Yeah, like any place he walks into, he's, hey, can I get some sand? And they're like, sure thing. Let me see that dick first. So, so it would be interesting. <laughs> they, they probably would kill him if they found out who he was. But interestingly enough, the same year in eighteen fifty three. Uh, 1853 officials in mecca made a law that if any infidel was caught in mecca they were would be given a choice get circumcised and expelled from the city or die so it's like we chop so your he, dick off and you get out of here or we'll just kill you so he's basically like hedging his bet where it's like no yeah. no, no i did it myself just let me go <laughs> yeah. just let me go <laughs> i was actually on the way out yeah you see i had it just happened. No, talk to, to your bruising. talk to your boss. He knows me. He knows I cut it off. I, I still am confused how you do that. Like, well, why don't you look it up later? Look tonight. Yeah, tonight. look up look up adult circumcision. <laughs> look at it right now. <laughs> oh God, don't show it. <clears throat> uh, how's it heal? Like, it'd be especially back then. You know, I mean, you just don't fuck. Just, just put look, some like dirty cloth on. You got to think about baseball for like three weeks. Yeah, so you don't get no hard on. Guy Fieri, gotta think about him. Gotta think about him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I heard that. That's a great method. <laughs> told you. So, with his king's head free as a bird, no more anteater life, he set out on his exploration on April, I wrote Fort Forter. Fort I wrote Fort Fourteenth with an RD next to it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Why why didn't you just write one and four? One uh, yeah, April one and four. 18, <laughs> 18, one, 1850 and three. <laughs> yes. It's a good year. Good, uh, yeah. so that's when he sets out. Um and his first stop was Alexandria in Egypt. Um, and while in Alexandria, he started to perfect his disguise. He started to work on his skills as a Muslim doctor and a dervish. And he quickly discovered that maybe picking Persian was not exactly the best background, as most Arabs hated Persians. Um, <laughs> because Persians were Shia Muslims and Arabs were Sunni Muslims, he realized that he was more likely to get robbed and killed on the way to Mecca than if he just was English. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, but guys, I cut my dick off. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Check it out. It's all mangled. They're, they're just like you know, it was gonna kill you, but that dick looks awfully bruised up, and just how our dicks look. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. When you're saying he was practicing his medicine, I'm just picturing him like nursing his own penis back to Yeah. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> Putting, putting Knocking on mangled cock. Yeah. Hey, you ready to get out of here, Masala? <laughs> uh, <laughs> practicing medicine. <laughs> get me a blue chew, please. <laughs> oh, God, my dick hurts now thinking about this. So, yeah. uh, so he changed his background to Afghan. Again, like a little bit Sick. further away. Uh, interestingly enough, he had never been to Afghanistan or that area. I mean, we talked about he was in Pakistan, but. I mean, he, he had interaction with Afghans, but he had never ac actually been there. Why didn't he just choose Pakistan? Then? I don't know. It's even further, and he's been there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Good point. Uh, Alexandria was a great place for him to walk like an Egypt Egyptian, which is slang for bang lots of broads. His penis was feeling fine by this point. He's got a long ship voyage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining him expensing this to the Royal Geographic Society, and it's like, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just testing out my dick now that it's healed. Yeah, for this undercover mission. Yeah, just gotta make uh, sure. Look, 
We're fine with writing off your exacto knives and whatnot, but all these pino coladas. <laughs> and it was here in Cairo that Burton believed that he picked up the old syphilis. Cock started oh. sneezing. Brain started Uh-oh. getting lumpy. <laughs> you don't think that had to do with chopping off his foreskin at 32 years old? Um, he may have had it before he, if he was willing to peel that onion. Yeah, he, he did. He may have had it before. Yeah, I feel like our best episode. If you want to learn more about syphilis, is the Bo Brummel episode. Um, yeah, that was an interesting case. Yeah, so Brummel may have actually probably crossed paths with Burton's dad. They were around the same age. Uh, Brummel was alive when um, Burton, uh, Richard Burton, was young. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. he would have been old. Brummel made Lord Byron look like uh, a blue-collar worker. <laughs> yes. Um, um, one of the things we discovered, though, uh, about syphilis is that it it's a smart disease. It's Dude, Google made this shit. Because syphilis makes you super fucking horny. Like, when you have syphilis, you just want to fuck all the time. So... Um, let's say Burton, oh, I have syphilis. Yeah, Burton's libido was not. <laughs> yeah, Burton's libido was not. Uh, you know, harmed by the fact that now he had syphilis. Right. That's just like, <laughs> and, and syphilis makes you crazy. Yeah. But for some reason, it's the other way around. It's just like I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. I cut my dick off, and all of a sudden, I have syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So from Alexandria, he traveled to Cairo. And here we get into some of his uh, medicine that he was practicing. He met a slave master, and the slave master was like, I got all these broads, all these slave girls, and uh, they're all snoring and have varicose veins. Uh, can you uh, fix me, fix them up? Like, so Burton does hypnosis on the girls and fixes, cures them of, his, of their snoring, and then, like, rubs some fucking juice or some shit on their legs. And the slave master, syphilis juice. Yeah, the slave master was like stoked. He's like, now these girls are worth double. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Wait, That's, this is wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, not to say I do anything of slave economy, but I didn't think the snoring factor would be <laughs> a- at all in play. Apparently, the snoring was a big deal if you were a slave girl. Yeah, you don't want some. Fucking- Give them the sleep apnea machine. Yeah. It'll make them stop. <laughs> Yeah, don't they sleep in the gutter anyway? <laughs> yeah, but I'm just... You've heard me snore, Tom. I, you could hear me in the gutter. It's bad. Yeah. I can hear the sound coming from the stables yeah. where they sleep. <laughs> How am I supposed to be horny about you if you're snoring at me? Yeah. <laughs> now, it was here that Burton got a taste of his own British racism. Because in his disguise, uh, was, his disguise was so good that British soldiers were now calling him the N-word when he got too uppity, you know, like asking them a question or something. Um, oh. Do you think this is more like a moment of pride for him where he's like, finally, I've done it. I've like My, my costume's complete. Time to go to Mecca. <laughs> I mean, it kind of I, was. I feel... <laughs> yeah. I nailed it. Yeah. I nailed it. <laughs> like, he thanks them. Like, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, he was. It, a f- it is weird. I, I think, I mean, the only time I've ever been called the N word was by black people. So, is that the same? 
No, I don't think so. No, absolutely no, not. Not at all. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't yeah. think it was. I wasn't necessarily offended. I was just like, I can't really back at you. You know, Burton. Burton was actually kind of afraid of of them, uh, and just you know, doubling down the racism because you know a lot of these British soldiers would take out their horse whip and you know call them the N word and hit them. You know, um, <laughs> there was like, but, but on, no, but that but, reality show. Hold on. All right. But, but Sorry, Burton, continue. Burton said in his own racist way, he's like, uh, getting hit with a horse whip is fine for Arabs, but uh, British skin is too delicate and soft. We can't. <laughs> so he's like, oh, that hurts. Yeah. I'm that's cause I'm so good. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You know, I whipped that one and he started wincing. There's something up with him. Yeah. But there was like this weird reality show where they, this this is real. I'm not making it up. They brought like white people. They put white people in like blackface, but black really white good. with Ice Cube. That what? was it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ice Cube made that show. It's it was kind of amazing. The one clip I saw where they brought these like two older white people. They blackfaced them so good, and then they put them in a black comedy club and then like got their reactions after, which were hysterical. Yeah. And then they put like a black couple. Like in like white makeup and white face, and then like sent them out in like a country club. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I I actually didn't see that part. I only saw like they, something. They on made YouTube. like four or five episodes. It's wild. They should only about. make that. Well, you know, you know what the thing is is like, I they probably had this angle of like we could probably teach a lot, we can learn a lot yeah. by doing this, but it it probably just backfired as being super funny. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it, it was, was really it was funny. Produced by Ice Cube. Yeah, and he is in a lot of it. <laughs> like, it's great <laughs> talking to them while they're doing the makeup. And you're just like, this is funny. It's Ice Cube just hanging out, making TV. Just their reactions too, like watching these older white people. Just, I didn't really get a lot of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like perfect. Yeah, Burton actually <laughs> got put in jail for a night for being out after curfew. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> So apparently there was some like state of martial law going on by the British in Cairo and they're like you can't go out even though I think Ramadan was going on when he was there so it's like that's the only time you can go out or something at night right to, no, to I don't eat. think you can go out at night during Ramadan isn't that the only time you no, can I eat? thought it's you only go out yeah at night. or you can only eat it and drink it yeah night. so usually you just stay in during the day oh yeah. okay I'm wondering if he was like, guys, guys, I'm British. And they're like, yeah, right. Show us your prick then. <laughs> oh, God. Let's so talk out. <laughs> um, so Burton made some friends in Cairo. The first one was a uh, an 18-year-old boy who was from Mecca. His name was Muhammad Zuni. Uh, and Muhammad asked uh, Burton if he could come and become his companion to Mecca, right? And Burton thought about it. Because he was like, it might be good to have like a person that knows the land. He's from Mecca. But then he thought, hmm, this kid, quote, shows signs of over wisdom. And he was kind of afraid that the boy would be too clever and figure out who he was. So mm. he was like, Muhammad, get the fuck out of here. I don't I need a dummy. Yeah. Oh, so he killed Muhammad. Muhammad. <laughs> Muhammad's like kind of like tagging along, trying to be his like, you know. His thing, but he keeps on like. He'll no. be able to tell that my dick scar yeah. is recent. <laughs> What's that, sir? It's a fresh. book. Yeah. What's a book? <laughs> Another acquaintance Ooh. he made was a Russian-born Muslim named Haji Wali, and Wali had invited Burden to stay at the hotel in Cairo. I think it's like a famous one called like the Khan or something like that. 
um, he's like, hey, come and stay at the con. Like, I know the owner or something. And this con was filled with all different types of Muslim dignitaries. And during one social gathering, Wally introduced uh, Burton to an Albanian captain named Ali Aki. So this Ali guy was a regular old soldier, just like Burton. Um, and uh, the two of them got along really well. Burton, actually, one of the first things they did was uh, Ali was like, I got this guy I want to get rid of. And you're a doctor. So can you give me poison <laughs> to kill this oh. guy? And Burton's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's slowly uh, getting rid of the dick skin in his bag. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit of that. Make sure he eats those chunks. Yeah. So uh, Burton soon found out that Allie was the guy to go to if you wanted to party. Uh, the problem was, was that Burton had made a reputation in Cairo as being like a very pious, devout Muslim. He had kind of kept himself in check. Ever since moving from Alexandria, where he was banging all the broads, to Cairo, he's like, all right, now I got to get serious and... Pretend that I'm just like this devout Muslim. So that meant no drinking. But uh, one night, while both Ali and Burton were staying near Haji Wali in this con, uh, Burton and Ali started to get into a good drinking, smoking session in Ali's room. They're drinking Rocky. Um, which I've never had. Rocky? But, um, yeah, I don't even know what that is. It's like a, it's like a famous, like, Middle Eastern liquor, even though they're not supposed to drink liquor, it's like rocky. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like Jesus juice. Yeah. Is it like really low BAC? I don't exactly know, but not BAC. But yeah, I mean, throughout, <laughs> I mean, like you're drinking a squirrel. It's like any religion where like alcohol kind of goes through phases, where it's like sometimes it's seen as like the worst sin you can ever do, and sometimes it's like not so bad. Apparently in the 19th century, Muslims are a little bit cooler than they are today. A little loose. Yeah, they're like, ah, it's not too bad. But the both of them proceed to get shit-faced. Um, and I think Ali thought it was a good idea if they got Haji Wali uh, and went to his room and forced him to drink. Now, you see, Haji Wali was like sober, teetotal, didn't drink, like strict Muslim. So... Burton and Ali brought Wally back to the room, and Wally was shocked and disgusted because he had thought Burton was this, like, you know, great Muslim guy and didn't drink. And from there, the both of them forced Wally on the ground and basically poured liquor down his throat. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's friendship. This is yeah, that's friendship. Yeah, this is all while like Haji Wali was like begging not to and like quoting the Quran and be like, "Don't, please, don't get me drunk." <laughs> yeah, wow, nothing, nothing like quite messing with people's religion for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's there's a reason. <laughs> it's good fun. <laughs> um, look, did did Richard Burton blow his cover in this moment? Well, Wally broke free. No, his dick was out. Yeah. Wally broke free and ran out of the room, but this guy, Captain Ali, was not done partying because he was like, Richard, we got to go get some ladies. And uh, Rick Burton, who had realized that he had fucked up, he's like, oh, no, this guy just ran away. And now I have to like, <laughs> pretend that like he's like, oh, no, Captain Ali, we cannot bring um, girls back to the con. It's like forbidden. Apparently you could bang broads in, in uh, Cairo, just not in this con. So Allie's like, all right, let's go get him. 
So they both leave, um, walking down like the alleys of this con, and Allie started to go into a complete rage meltdown, just like hitting people, calling Egyptians a race <laughs> of dogs. He was busting, like kicking in people's rooms. And in the end, eight guards had to subdue him. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. This is like um, Hunter S. Thompson's attorney. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. So It's great. Yeah. So the very next day, Burton wakes up, probably with a hangover, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, guess I got to go yeah. on that Hajj to Mecca. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, time to go. Yeah. So that very next day, he slipped out of Cairo, hired a camel driver, and started the 84-mile journey across the Suez Desert. <laughs> one more. That's one just the first one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> one thought on this uh, Khan Hotel. Yeah. So you're not supposed to drink. You're not supposed to bang people. What makes it famous? Uh, I think it's just its location in Cairo. That's the lamest yeah. shit I've ever heard in my the life. The atmosphere, yeah. Tom. Yeah, welcome to the famous Khan Hotel. They Don't have any fun. Yeah. And <laughs> women, stay out. Dude, they've got a sick pool. Dude, who does especially if you're looking to bang, stay <laughs> out. Who doesn't want to like <laughs> live who doesn't want to live with the Amish for like a night? When they go to I Pennsylvania. <laughs> I kinda would, yeah. but then after at like eight thirty, I'd be like, I can go for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I drive by it. Like, oh, that's how they do it. I actually watched this crazy Amish video, it was off topic, of them all moving a shed. Like a whole like, moving the shed, they all like underneath this big shed. It's like, a, like I've seen them build dudes. do the the speed run build the sheds. Those That's are sweet. Cool Damn. Yeah, I want to do that for fun. Anyway, I'm enjoying uh, Amish society. It, yeah, maybe we'll go drink with the Amish. Hell yeah, Amish mafia. So the Suez Desert was uh, like a desert that Burton had never seen before. Sure, there were deserts and sins, but this is like the mummy desert, right? This is fucking Egypt. It's crazy. This is Brandon Fraser's all right, all jumping right. out of the dunes. It's just like uh, you're gonna die <laughs> if you go the wrong way. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. That kind of desert. So Burton and his camel driver uh, rode uh, through the day, stupidly, because usually people are supposed to travel at night. Um, but they set up camp and uh, sat down for dinner and their evening prayers. When all of a sudden they see a figure riding up on the horizon burns like fuck i just caused like such a scene back in cairo like who the hell is coming after me <laughs> and it was none other than mohammed the 18 year old meccan boy and he's like oh, oh. <laughs> knew he was coming yeah. back and he's like i'm here remember me yeah uh, and Burton was not very happy that Mohammed was there, but there was little he could do. He was kind of like, all right, well, I mean, I guess the positive is that, like, I'll have a place to stay in Mecca and, like, the kid knows the stuff. Uh, and the real reason why Mohammed was trying to, like, become his little tag along was that he was broke and he needed, like, to, a way to get he home. He needed the ride. Yeah, sugar daddy. Yeah. Blood uh, boy. Ha have apples. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in apples. So... I learned that from a lot. Yeah. So begrudgingly, Burton let him come along, and uh, they reached Suez uh, the following night. And at Suez, Burton set out finding a boat for their travel down the Red Sea to a port um, that would take them to Medina, their first stop on their Hajj. Uh, and while in Suez, he met a couple other Muslim friends that... You know, he made friends with some other people, and they kind of joined this kind of group 
that were going to be traveling together in the various caravans and all this stuff. And he figured, you know, like one of the guys was from Medina. So he's like, he's very much like a couch surfer. So he's like, oh, you're from Medina? Like, can I stay at your house when you're, <laughs> when I get there? <laughs> you know? You got a room? Yeah. Now, little Mohammed was uh, right off the bat very suspicious of Burton and his identity. Whenever they did their prayer, uh, Burton said that he would kind of like watch him, kind of make sure. It's like, I don't know what this guy's deal is. Uh, he's just kind of checking him out. And like Burton said, he was overwise. Um, so while Burton was out looking for a boat, Muhammad decided to go through Burton's bag. And he cr- came across a sextant, which is an observational tool, right? You know, for surveying. Like, uh, a mm. flashlight, I yeah. see. A sextant. <laughs> <laughs> for observing... A freshly cut penis. Yeah. <laughs> so in the East, there was, at the time at least, there was a mistrust towards anything that was mechanical. So this like mechanical tool was like a real giveaway that Taboo. that Burton was not who he seemed. I hear they still are. I mean, they, they, the only thing they're not wary of uh, when it comes to mechanics is the Toyota uh, Tacoma. Oh, yeah. I believe that is the only mechanical... And thing yeah. they're into out well, there. Just Toyota pickups. Yeah, well, they changed the yeah. name to a technical. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think we talked about that. They just put a big gun on the back episode, of yeah. a pickup, and all of a sudden it turns into a technical. But you know they're legitimately all Tacomas, mm-hmm. though, right? I thought they were Hiluxes. No, they are Tacomas. They're Tacomas? Yeah. I thought they were called something different. Uh, Toyota... Sort of the I remember seeing something a long time ago. It was like the there was some famous. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, there was like some famous picture, like in the war, like Iraq War or something. It had like Joe's plumbing on the side or something from like <laughs> Indiana, and it just somehow his truck <laughs> had somehow like ended up yeah. like going traveling to Iraq. <laughs> yeah, I mean those Tacomas are great. I'll probably buy one next. That'll probably be my next vehicle. A Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. I'm pretty convinced. Turn it. Big Steve one. has no, it's one. A, it's a Toyota hard body. Hard body? <laughs> yeah. That's when an, <laughs> the old hard That's body. when an Italian buys a Tacoma. He's like, oh, whoa, hard body. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I believe that's when they buy the Sienna, which is the minivan, <laughs> and then they drop it and put rims on it. I had, right. the, my parents had the Sienna minivan. Yeah, dude. Sienna sick. gang, man. It's Love so Sienna good. gang. So. Muhammad finds this sextant and he spills the beans to Burton's new group of friends. And, you know, they discuss the matter. Um, and the new friends were like, nah, dude, Burton is like a Muslim. Or I should say Abdullah, right? He's going by Abdullah. He's like, he's absolutely a Muslim. I saw him do the prayers. He knows all the words. Muhammad's like, eh, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Now, Burton came back a little early and saw the group looking at the sextant, and he didn't really say anything, but he was forced to leave it behind, um, which is kind of a big deal because he's going out for the geological survey. So, (laughs) you know, you're not getting your geological survey notes all that accurate without your sextant. Right. It's like being Mm -hmm. sent to a convention and like... I forgot phone numbers. I forgot emails. I don't even know what yeah. those is. Uh, it's like, well, that was useless. You've done nothing for the company, yep. Brian. He also tried to double down his praying, too. He's like, he's like, all right, they're on to me. I got to start, 
you know, Allah! And like, yeah. <laughs> I got to whirl way more than yeah. that. I got to learn a lot more of these yeah. words. <laughs> All these dumb words. Uh, so on July 11th, 1853, we're just going to be in 1853 from now on. Um, Burton and his new friends got on board the ship, the Golden Wire, which went from Suez to Yenbo on the, uh, in the Red Sea. And the boat was completely overcrowded, like by at least, I think it was like 50 people. There's lots of brawls on the ship. Uh, there was actually this funny story where like, it wasn't Burton who complained, but I think it was like a bunch of Turkish people who kind of had like the, they weren't extremely liked in the area as well. They were kind of seen as like the rich um, Muslims, right? That were all kind of like uppity because, you know, this is before Saudi Arabia. This is like where Turkey was. This is when the Ottoman Empire yeah. is still around. Yeah. Still doing well. So I think they complained or something. They're like, oh, we hired like the poop deck area and there's too many fucking people here. So like the owner of the boat, like this boat's not going fast. The owner of the boat like rode up and was like, "I'll give you a refund." <laughs> like, yeah. um, but they meet they they reach Yenbo, uh, which is the port that you know everyone goes to when you're trying to go to Medina. Um, it was a twelve day journey down the Red Sea, and Burton hops off the ship and starts walking ashore. Uh, this is going to be the start of his big journey right his hajj this is we're in like modern day saudi arabia and as he's walking on the shoreline it's like oh dude something got my foot that didn't feel good he like gets to shore and he sees a little thorn sticking out of it uh and he had stepped on a sea urchin Uh oh (laughs) Oh, yeah those suck (laughs) So, so that was a perfect way to start an eight day journey that was 120 miles through just desert to Medina. <laughs> Great way to start that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can get it out if you had some kind of mechanical tool. I mean, I, apparently they don't like mechanical tools. Like, uh, like a flashlight? Like a flashlight to <laughs> suck it out or a plunger. Well, I'll tell you how they treated this wound. They wrapped it in onion skin. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's dumb yeah. as hell. Yeah, so he just got stinky-ass onion around his foot. W- was the urchin, like, thorn still in there? I think he just pulled it out. He thought it was just, like, um, I don't know, some type of something floating in the water. No, because they get stuck in there pretty deep. It's usually more than one. It's like, I've seen it. I've, uh, I have a friend who stepped on one. And, like, five or six of them got stuck in. And uh, Yeah, I don't know. Pretty deep. And apparently the locals down in St. Thomas say, just pee on it. But they just want to see you pee on yourself. <laughs> well, maybe that's what they, they were doing fun. to burn. They're like, that's a good Brit. They, yeah. That's a great They might have been, how oh, I've hurt myself. How do I fix it? Just piss all over yourself. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Burton got that treatment. They're like, oh, yeah, put an onion on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. This guy's clearly English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he bought it. Uh, so Burton, he hired some camels for this journey um, in Yenbo, and he was forced to buy a litter. So between the two camels was like this carriage um, that usually children or like pregnant women would like sit in. Uh, but he couldn't walk with his whole urchin foot. Uh, so he came in a little bitch boy, had to ride in the litter. 
Look at these fucking English guys getting pregnant on the walk to Mecca. <laughs> what a bitch. Uh, this was kind of a blessing in disguise because uh, it gave him an opportunity to actually like write in his journal. You know, because he's in a little little carriage thing. He could take out his journal and start writing notes. Um, <clears throat> so uh, just because this was a holy pilgrimage, right? And you've got thousands of people at this point on this caravan it becomes even more people as we keep going but there's about there's thousands of people moving in this caravan to medina just because it's a holy pilgrimage doesn't mean that this is like a trip to disneyland like people you're going through the middle of the desert it's really hot they traveled at night and along the path to medina it was full of bedouin thieves so just because you're doing a holy thing doesn't mean you're not gonna get robbed Jeez, that's yeah. cool. Um, what was a bunch of Catholics out there? Yeah. Catholics <laughs> sound. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like Middle Ages people going to like Rome. Yeah, but but Irish Catholics. <laughs> they like to sleep during the day, idiots. <laughs> we can see better. Then. The good thing where you know who the Bedouins are, right? They're yeah. like I they're like uh, kind of like the desert uh, nomadic. The Bedouins were the inspiration for the Tusken yes. Raiders. All right, yeah, cool. That's a great example. The Sand People. <laughs> yeah. As, as I they, didn't say it. George Lucas. George did. Lucas yeah. said that. that. I grew up. That's Sand People to me. I had yeah, no idea. And, that was in a nicer light. They're the inspiration for the Fremen and Dune. And Jar Jar Binks has a black Renee accent. Dune. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's funny and wise and hip. <laughs> And a Sith Lord. Um, so, yeah, so they're getting robbed by the Bedouin. Oh, Burton and his carav- his particular caravan seem to be spared at first because the Bedouins, like I said, the Turks are the rich ones. So, like, they'll find the Turkish just by the way they're dressing, and that's the ones I'll go after. Um, Burton's foot was still not doing good. He's wrapping it in onion along the way. As the caravan approached Medina, they had to pass through a place called pilgrimage pass which sounds lovely right well no it's a gorge where like there was almost certain ambush for every caravan passing through (laughs) yeah we were gonna name it ambush pass but it was a little too on the nose (laughs) um and sure enough burton saw a little puff of blue smoke on the top of this gorge and they started getting uh musket fire down on them and uh the 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 caravans ambushed. Uh, they took a few casualties. Burton tr- and it tried to act all nonchalant because he's this macho guy. He's like, ah, whatever, just keep going. I'm gonna look at the camels. <laughs> I got onion on my yeah. feet. How am I supposed to walk my ass there? Now, shortly after this attack, uh, came a moment that really shaped the public's perception on Burton, especially late in his life and posthumously. Um, and we don't know if this, obviously all of this could be bullshit because it's just him, right? <laughs> He's the only He's the one, only one really reporting. I mean, like we know, I mean, I think there was written stuff that, about the Haji Wali when he was in, you know, Cairo, but like he could just be making all this shit up. But we do know Richard liked to shock, shock people. So this story could be true, could be fake. Uh, but anyway, Burton. Shortly after this attack, they're safe. He goes for a piss. He gets out of his litter and uh, heads out around the corner um, behind a rock uh, in this gorge. 
So I didn't know this, but apparently Muslims sit down to pee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is a thing. Um, <laughs> and literally, there's literally the, in their religious text, it basically says like everyone should da- should sit down to pee unless if it's really gross. Like unless if the toilet's gross, like you should squat or pee- sit down. I like. Stuff in my dick to my legs and like have it touch the side of the toilet bowl when I pee. Yeah, just silent. You're, yeah, quiet pisses. Yes. Yeah. So even out there in nature, you're supposed to squat because it's dirty. You don't want to get piss blasting back up on you from whatever you're pissing on. And Burton thought, I don't know if he wasn't thinking or maybe he was like away from prying eyes. Maybe he just slipped up, but he pissed like a man. He just stood up and peed. Right. Like a real one. Hand against the walls. (laughs) (laughs) And midstream, a young boy comes walking around the corner. He stopped and gawked at this man standing up and peeing. Like, what the hell's going on? Uh, Burton shook off his uh, newly, freshly circumcised dick, walked up to the kid, (laughs) and slid his dagger in between his ribs. Ooh. Um, I mean, and this dude wrote this down in his book. Yeah, and he did this. Sorry, yeah. mate. He yeah. caught me pissing, standing up. Yeah, the first oh, time fuck. he speaks English, he's yeah. just like, just sound, Sorry, sounds like Jason too. Statham. <laughs> I'm sorry to do this. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> now, the way Richard saw it was that there had been a bunch of deaths because of the raid. And if this kid didn't come back to the caravan, you know, I guess maybe he was killed in the raid. And if he, if the kid came back to the caravan and was like, dude, I saw that guy writing his name in the sand while he was peeing, Burton was going to be dead. You know? <laughs> well, how are they like, they have no proof really except a kid telling them this. So that kid's, he's English. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's English as hell. Yeah. I can't believe they shot four of us he came from the mountaintop to- and then stabbed <laughs> Joey around the corner. I was sitting like a Muslim lady pissing <laughs> when all of a sudden this little kid comes up to me and says, I brought you got <laughs> fish and chips for us. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was going to kill him. I was going to kill him. So none other than Bram Stoker questioned Burton about this later in his <laughs> life in 1871. And he was like, why did you kill that kid? And Burton replied, the desert has its own laws. And there, supremely of all the Ooh. East, to kill is a small offense. In any case, what could I do? It had to be his life or mine. The bigger offense is pee and skin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. Blah! <laughs> he got me pissing on a cactus. <laughs> I couldn't just have that. <laughs> I had to kill that little so, boy. So, yeah, Burton Pro- may have killed a little kid. But, well, look, may have. he's pretending to be Muslim. It's not that far <laughs> off. <laughs> so, they, they reach Medina, and uh, Burton starts taking notes. He's like, Walking around the cities, seeing all the the sights, right? Um, He did admit that after eight days walking through the desert, he did get kind of swept up in this uh, spiritual moment with all the crowd, right? Apparently, uh, when they were approaching, all the Muslims uh, were saying, um, 
Allah, I'm here or something. Like, warning Allah that we're, we're coming. Hey, look, I'm here. And he kind of got... Turns out Allah is just a scared <laughs> of everything. Yeah, whoa. We're coming in, Allah. <laughs> now, he stayed in Medina for a month. He lived with one of his travel companions that he met in Suez. Uh, Burton hobbled around on his with his fucked up foot, but was able to see all of the notable sites, things that weren't reported when the original or that, that other explorer came through. So he saw Muhammad's tomb. He saw the tomb of the, his daughter, Fatima. Uh, he also saw the holy graveyard where a fuck ton of Muhammad's wives were just buried. <laughs> um, Burton also was extremely curious because he's always thinking about dicks and vaginas. He was extremely curious about the eunuch guards. And he noted that they were actually paid really well and were held in high regards by the rest of the society, which was something. And they had wives, too. Which was something that usually wasn't the case with eunuchs. Well, Middle East, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Why do you have wives for the eunuchs? <laughs> you can pay them well. Pay everyone well. It's all made up. Anyway. Well, mm -hmm. uh, one of the best paid people in Medina were the slave masters. Because it had a thriving slave market. And Burton recorded all of the different prices for... Uh, the genders and races of all the different slaves, uh, you know, black girl slaves went for about $50 and then eunuchs, there was boys and a whopping $600 for white girls that would occasionally come through. She, it's so rude. Yeah. That's rude. Very rude. Very insensitive. If you think about it. Um, so Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about <laughs> slavers as we go through the story because uh, right. uh, the. Because it's 1853. Yeah, it's 1853, and a lot of the slave trade was like controlled by Muslim, like Af African Muslims, right? Like at least in Africa area, right? Well, it's because right. the U.S. was done trading their slaves. They yeah. had all the ones they needed. Well, they yeah, but we're still eight program. years away from being like, we got to shake this shit off, boys. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, I don't know. Who's the most egregious slave sellers? Probably Africans. Sellers. Well, I, saw, I saw Roots. I saw it. It's terrible. They treat their people very poorly. Give them over yeah. to Muslims and white people. Very rude. That was, that's, yeah, that was the main point of the story. So, yeah. Bert, in the beginning yeah. at least. So, Burton <laughs> joins a seven thousand person caravan with him and his friends, bound for Mecca, from Medina to Mecca. And this is in, sorry, this is on August thirty first. Um, Burton was going to travel down the Darba Shaki, uh, or which was a trail that no other European had taken before. Um, and during this journey, the specific way of going, he'd have, there'd be a, a part where they had no water for three days. There was like no water at all for three days. So like you had to be prepared to take this way. Um, uh, once Medina had disappeared in the background, uh, Burton started noticing like a trail of like carcasses lining this path. So there was like camels, livestock, and even people just lining the route to uh, Mecca. Hmm. He said the heat was incredible, and people in the caravan just started to drop dead or go mad with the heat and start killing each other. 
Burton had seen a fight between an Arab and a Turk, and the Turk beat the Arab. Um, but later that night, the Arab snuck into the Turk's tent, disemboweled him, and the Turk stumbled out of his tent holding his organs in his hand and eventually died in, in like a rut and was buried in a half-dug grave. That's a good way yeah. to go. <laughs> On the way to yeah. Mecca. On the way to heaven. Dumblet. This is going to be awesome, guys. <laughs> Dude, Mecca! 1853! <laughs> I mean... Gosh. All that over a Nissan Altima. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, uh, Burton became very close friends with a camel shake. I guess I, he's like a camel driver guy. And this old man told him all about the Bedouins and the culture. And uh, the shake came up. Uh, for a nickname for Burton, he called him the father of the mustache. Burton liked that one. It's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's yeah. a good nickname. Uh, also, this is from Burton's journal, so he probably didn't. He yeah, came he probably his own nickname. He's just writing, he's getting delirious. He's like, how could we? They all called me father of the mustache. <laughs> yeah. It was sick. That was cool back then. He used to make up shit. People believe yeah. it. <laughs> what do people call you? Father of mustache. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Now, I have I have several hundreds of names that were bestowed upon me. Definitely not made up in uh, delirious heat. Syphilis, does, yeah, syphilis has done nothing. Now, on the, on the uh, way to Mecca, like if you thought the pilgrimage pass was a little bit deceiving, uh, they passed through a place called the Pass of Death. And that was, again, an area that almost certain to be ambushed. And they were ambushed. Uh, Burton killed a few, but then like put his his pistols down and then called for dinner. And all the Turks were like, look at this guy. He's a macho boy. He's just eating dinner. What a badass. While the raid's still going on. He's just eating. So I'm done. That That mustache daddy's pretty cool. That's kind of like me when we're drinking and like someone goes, let's eat Taco Bell and then keep drinking. That's wild to me. It's like you need to, it's a punctuation (laughs) food. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's an yeah. end. Yeah, that's an end. <laughs> People who eat Taco Bell and they're just like, "Let's keep going." <laughs> wow, you finished the drink you had, yeah. and that's it. Been sitting there, uh, kind of warm, just like okay, yeah, yeah. Well, nice warm beer yeah. to wash it down. Who wants a still reserve? <laughs> so as they get closer to Mecca, they uh, all of the pilgrims are perform the Al E Ura, which. Is where everyone shave everyone uh, shaves their heads, uh, cuts their uh, gets their nails did right. They do trim their nails, uh, and they dress in the pilgrim's cloth of just pure white. And then from this point on, the pilgrims were not permitted to bone, and they weren't permitted to smoke. They weren't permitted to cut their nails or hair. They just had to like that's what you know. Just let it rock. That's that. All right. Just pull your All cock right. out, let it hang. Nice yeah. and pure to enter the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, eventually they reach Mecca, and Burton, everyone's all stoked. Burton uh, stays with the mother of Mohammed, the 18 year old boy that had been his companion. Uh, not the prophet, because there's a lot of Mohammeds, right? But he did check out the birthplace of the prophet Mohammed. This, you know. Um, now, just a little. I'm going to kind of go into some of the history surrounding Muhammad and why Mecca is a big deal. Uh, so Mecca is the birthplace of Muhammad, and um, 
Muhammad was roughly born around 540 AD, roughly. The time the city had been pagan, it was polytheistic, uh, worshipped old gods. Um, it's kind of hard to tell what exactly was worshipped there because a lot of it was destroyed, but some historians think that it was like a mishmash of like Roman, Egyptian, Judeo gods, and just kind of mashed up Bedouin gods. Uh, we got a, a, a Hura Mazda. Is a Hura Mazda in this? Or is that, I is a Hura Mazda gone? It's my favorite. Yeah, name I don't remember reading about him. There was a specific Bedouin god that they were big on, but Mecca. It it was Clive Barker's designs from Nightbreed. Those were the animals <laughs> that they were worshiping. Was it Marduk? No, That's another good one. That's like Mesopotamian. There were there was a golden dragon. There around. were some Zoroastrian flavor trinkle uh, sprinkled in there too. That's a Hora Mazda. Yeah. There were yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's... sprinkled in. Okay, nice. But I think specifically yeah. in Mecca, it was like a Bedouin god, some one you've never heard mm. of. But back back then, and even I mean, you've talked about it, Connor, how like Egypt and Rome kind of like took the gods they liked, and same thing in Greece. You just yeah, mixed it around. Just... That's religion was way more yeah. of like a it was like a buffet rather than a set menu. I like it. I like that you. I remember you talking about that and the idea that you can kind of be like, you know, I'm really into this god. Yeah, this yeah. It's like Pokemon, except like better like and it makes yeah. sense it's like it's music it's like your music taste it's like you yeah. got your core likes but you know this week i'm really feeling this yeah band. It's like yeah. a porn star I like this porn star today <laughs> yeah that's exactly. yeah you got your, like your, your staples and you go back to all the time sarah j always go back to her so that's yeah. the new religion that's that we still we practice that yeah. now yeah. yes daily twice a day like the the muslims these women are getting boned and then be, just being online. Yeah. Sarah J is probably like a great grandmother, by the way. I mean, she's pretty old. <laughs> I let her be my grandma. I'll say that. In a video? Yeah. She can breastfeed um, me. So Muhammad, Very yeah. cool. Muhammad was this. Muhammad was one of these polytheists um, living in Mecca, right? Um, now, according to Islam, Muhammad, uh, who is also illiterate, but from I want to shout out to... Um, uh, what a uh, what apostate was his name apostate prophet yeah prophet, uh, he's right. a youtuber yeah. you i watched mentioned. a lot of his stuff on like muhammad and um very interesting um it's actually debated whether or not muhammad was uh literate because he wrote letters and things and the, the quran and the bible any type of religion is full of holes plot holes <laughs> I don't think Jesus was literate, so yeah. what's the big deal? But anyway, uh, Muhammad received a message from the angel Gabriel around the age of 40. Uh, you know, a little midlife crisis. Gabriel showing up, telling you all these cool things. Yeah. <laughs> telling you to buy a Corvette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Low APR. Uh, the, Come on in, This revelation <laughs> was that there was one God, Allah, um, and... It kind of fell in line with the whole like Torah multiverse, right? You've got like right, like the Marvel universe. You've got all these different religions, right? It falls yeah. into that a Abraham Torah multiverse. Although, I all do, back to fucking yeah. honest Abe. I do think it's funny that like you know Christians, Catholics did go out of their way to be like, we're into what you do, but it's old. Yeah, that's the yeah. Old the Testament. We the got the new sequel. one. It's updated. Yours is sticking around. Don't worry. The yeah. fans, you're all welcome. Yeah. Then Muslims were like, 
we're not going to let people in their late teens find out that this is even related. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're not even going to give them the old thing. They're just like, ah, you'll find out later. <laughs> the Quran. <laughs> it's different. Why don't they do the even better and newer <laughs> Testament? That's what I would have named it if I was, uh, you know, the newest, head of SEO. The if, newest you know Testament. I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Text. The newest and last one. The well, he's supposed here. to. He, Muhammad's called the final prophet. So he's like, oh, that's it. Hey. That's See, lame. that was Jesus' problem. He shouldn't have said, I'm coming back again. He's like, he should have said, this yeah. is it. Still this waiting. is it. I'm done. <laughs> we're we're out of here. Listen to me now, you schmucks. Last yeah. one. Don't blow me. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Muhammad uh, started to cause commotion in his hometown of Mecca. These polytheists were not too happy. Uh, now Muhammad was like, "Dude, it's all about submission to God, and submission in Arabic is Islam. So that's basically what that means. Submit." It's like the obey. Um, cool. Who's that guy? Shepherd uh, Ferry. Shepherd Ferry. Yeah. But that's also the well, yeah. Live. That's true. Shout out to uh, Rowdy. Roddy came Piper, here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Did, did I ever tell you about Monkey C's brother <laughs> with that no. that quote? All right, hold on. Quick side story. It's great. So in the, in the movie They Live, if you haven't seen it, Roddy Piper plays a great character. He uh, he's shooting up a bank, and it won't. Before he does it, he goes, uh, the line is, I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah. It's great. Classic. Good line. Didn't know that's where it came from. So, yeah, Mikey C's brother, Sean, congratulations. You're a father now. Um, he he wanted that to be his senior quote in high school. So, <laughs> all right. Like, yeah, it's my going out. It's just a picture. So uh, he sends he sends that in, and he gets the yearbook back, and they censored it. <laughs> To just say, I came here to chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. It's way better than the original. <laughs> so I'm leaving. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I came, I chewed my bubblegum. So Muhammad, Muhammad came there to chew bubblegum and, and, and was out of bubblegum. <laughs> um, so he's talking around. He's like, dude, you got to join Islam. It means submit. And these polytheists are like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not submitting to anyone. Uh, so they kick Muhammad out of Mecca and Muhammad would drift around, build an army. He's in Medina and he comes back and he kicks the shit out of all the polytheists and makes Mecca the holy city of Islam. Now, the reason why this is important and the reason why Burton or some of the things that Burton finds out is that Mecca is essentially a recycled holy city. Um, so... It was a holy site for these polytheists. And when Muhammad comes back in, a lot of these same things are like polytheist things. So one of the major sites that Burton was really stoked on seeing was something called the Black Stone. Now, this black rock, uh, which is located in the Kaaba, um, has been worshipped for a long time, like a long, long time before Islam. And now there's a lot of speculation on what this black rock is, but it's obviously never been allowed to be studied because it's a religious symbol. But a lot of people think that it's a meteorite or possibly a pseudo-meteorite, meaning some igneous rock that somebody picked up thinking it came from 
the sky. Mm. Um, in fact, Muhammad it describes that it it was a rock that had fallen from heaven um, and picked up by Abraham and like built or Ishmael and like built this house. So the black stone is uh, housed in the Kaaba and. The Kaaba is interesting because it, it's, again, it's a pre-Islamic uh, building. It has been rebuilt many times. So, like, the Kaaba you see today um, is not the Kaaba of the past, but it's in the same spot. It's a windowless cube. Kaaba means cube. Uh, with a doorway that's seven feet off the ground. And inside there are guards which stand uh, stand and watch over the stone. I think they moved the stone to the outside so they didn't have to let everyone into the Kaaba and get them up that fucking thing. But there's it's guarded all the time. Now, pilgrims are supposed to go around the Kaaba seven times counterclockwise. You've probably seen that. It looks like a big old mosh pit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very dumb well, activity. So the reason why is kind of like funny. You ever build something and you're just really proud of it and you just want to like walk around and like see it from every angle? Yeah. yeah, it's like when I finish assembling IKEA furniture, yeah. right. I leave it in the center you of the just room. Just walk for around. It. Yeah, now before I push this bed into the corner, yeah. where I'll let be me upset admire with it. my craft. So apparently, before <laughs> Muhammad, when Muhammad was a polytheist, um, and before he had like received his message from Gabriel and had got kicked out, uh, one of the walls had fallen down on the Kaaba when it was a um, polytheist shrine, and Muhammad was hired to rebuild the wall and he had set the black stone in the wall um so when he came back in uh six six thirty he like literally circled the kaaba seven times on his camel and then like tapped his stick on the stone kind of like oh hell yeah i did a good job bro so now everyone <laughs> so that's yeah, what they're doing yeah that's the dumbest <laughs> thing that's the stupidest <laughs> detail of all yeah unbelievable but this is where this is why why we have the kaaba taking off i find it just if you want to get into ancient aliens right you've got this like windowless room where you've got a meteor right and also like part of i i fell out a rabbit hole today part of the 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 myth about the kaaba is that god built it like allah built it as like his house on earth and it was supposed to connect with his house in the heavens and apparently there were multiple kabas throughout the middle east and there's actually some in iran still today so yeah it's the doorways, and, and muhammad had destroyed all of the other kabas except for that one and a few in iran that he didn't know about Right, yeah. So Which, that, that's that where the Sunni yeah. Shia split yeah. came, I guess, conveniently. If I was a god and I didn't want to use my powers to transport myself on my own will and I just wanted a doorway to walk through, maybe supercharge it once, I would definitely want to walk out into a shit filled <laughs> desert. That's where I would go. I wouldn't want to go to With corpses yeah. going around <laughs> right. every direction. I finished building the earth. I finished building all. I just like, if I was to come back here, I want to come back. One to thing the that. We're next to the one thing that apostate prophet on YouTube said that I thought was really funny is it's written in the Quran that the rain is like a gift from Allah. And he's like, well, I guess he doesn't want to give any gifts to his holy city. It's in the middle of fucking desert. Fucking loves England. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely loves England. Um, But yeah, that's the Kaaba. I think it's it's really strange. Any like 
any site that's been recycled as a religious marker is weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, it's stupid. It's not creative. Um, it's just really like, it's really authoritarian to put some kind of importance to something that you don't even understand or didn't start yourself. Well, that's what I love about the Christmas tree. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, Christians are like, the Christmas, we got a Christmas tree for Jesus. <laughs> like, why? You, you did it because that's what the Vikings yeah. did. Well, and it was easier to convince them to just turn it into Jesus than to get them to stop yeah. pillaging your nuns. Yeah, but when a kid <laughs> knocks over a Christmas tree, like, you know, a couple people get upset. The dad laughs. They don't rape the kid to death. You know, it's not like a... It's like, ah, it's just something we do. Yeah, it's something we do. It's some of them are fake. Yeah. They're fake Christmas. It's not like... They, they, gotta walk around the Christmas tree 700 <laughs> times till Christmas. You gotta pour the chicken gravy Dude, I definitely walk around walk. the Christmas tree once it's, like, decorated. And I'm like, I did a good job. Probably seven times. Because yeah. they're cool and they, they're close good. to a bathroom and you don't have to die every time you're trying to yeah. see one. It's a little different. I know what you mean, Connor. It is a weird, weird thing. It's all but, religion, yeah. though. All religion is just recycled. Of course. I just have to attack this one <laughs> because it's what yeah. we're talking about. Fine, fine, It's fine. what I have to, you know, give me yeah. another one. We'll talk about a saint. We'll talk about saints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so well, we got to get a pope on soon. There's plenty of shitty popes. Um, I don't know. Pope yeah, Innocent. Well, what can you dude. do with that? <laughs> he he says yeah. he's innocent. Right in his name. It's a good way uh, to start. Good way to start. Pope baby So face. Burton really wanted to see what was in on this Kaaba, right? The other guy who had come through, the Ludwig Burkhardt, had been in the Kaaba. He wanted to go through and, like, check out the stone. He thought, found the stone really interesting. Uh, he said that this was the most dangerous part of his trip, not getting attacked by, like, you know, raiders or having no water because he was basically hoisted up into the Kaaba um and there's two beefcake guards right he's unarmed you can't go in there he's you know and he had to recite all the prayers like flawlessly but then on top of that you know a lot of people like kiss the stone he's trying to like under his robes like record all the notes about it <laughs> without he's still yeah, writing without notes being seen. like while yeah. this is happening it, 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 now it's like you, you know he's wearing a wire, but back then it's just like he's got the virus. <laughs> <laughs> Take his now. There's also story. an interesting story that both Burkhart and Burton reported. Uh, you're supposed to kiss this stone, but a lot of times uh, infiltrators would get into the Kaaba and smear the stone with shit. Um, <laughs> and any it would said because a lot of Muslims thought the stone was like idol worship, right? Which is a big no-no in any. That's yeah. the that's a big. So they'd big smear no. it with shit and say that anyone that kisses it, the idol, has sullied their beard. <laughs> I mean, also yeah, got you, shit got, on your you face. just kissed shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is like good bit. Good you, come, bit. you came out with shit on your face. <laughs> good for you. You got. A lot of shit on your face. I'd, I'd kiss it. You look like a dumb hobo. Not even like a, not even like yeah. a smart yeah. one. <laughs> a dumb smart, like a a smart real, hobo. You look like one of those real dumb hobos with shit on your face. <laughs> so obviously he went to the great mosque. He did all these like sermons. And then he drank from uh, the, uh, the water from the sacred well of Zemzem. Now, this water probably had some type of bacteria or cholera in it because everyone who drank from it started to vomit and have explosive diarrhea. <laughs> um, that said, 
Well, they let a child yeah, well, name well, it. Well, Zemzem apparently means stop, stop. So there's this whole story about how... <laughs> Don't yeah, drink. Yeah, like Abraham's <laughs> second wife, like... Was his son was dying, and then she literally had to tell the well, like a well sprouted up, and she had to tell the well to stop, or else it would flood the entire world. It's baby bullshit garbage story time. Yeah. Oh, God forbid we had a little extra water <laughs> yeah. in this area. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. it. <laughs> Abraham's just like, why are you my second wife? I'm going to yeah. need a third. <laughs> this place is dry yeah. as shit and you're gonna tell this thing to st- get out of here get the fuck out of here you wife number three bitch. it's time you just killed me it's, yeah, it's time it's time yeah. here we go um so you, you you start shitting and throwing up after you drink this water that said the water is a giant <laughs> export even to this day um people brit all right, we yeah. gotta get some. People <laughs> bottle the people bottle the water and bring it around the world for magical properties then and now. Uh, they even sprinkle this shitty diarrhea water on dying men's eyes to ensure their entry into heaven. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, clean out clean out your guts before you meet yeah. the virgins. Right? At least yeah. I'm dying. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was about to say this is bad, but I realize it can't get worse. I'm dying. already dying. I might as well just keep shitting. This so from I flushed all your college. Um, it was interesting because I watched some recent stuff and they uh, on doing a Hajj and they kind of described it almost like a scavenger hunt because you have all of these different things that you have to do while you're in Mecca. Like you have to, you know. Go in, you know, do circle around seven times the Kaaba. There's a section where you have to run back and forth like 800 times or some shit. So, all these activities. So, the next activity that he had to do was the holy march up Mount Arafat. Now, uh, this started at the base of the mountain. The mountain's only 200 feet tall, it's not that tall, but I guess it's a long walk up this hill. When you're thirsty, everything's yeah, far at, away. Yeah, it's hot at as the balls. base of the mount, there was fifty thousand pilgrims, uh, and that's back then. Today, it's millions <laughs> of people, and like Jeez. literally, I mean, I think we were talking before the show. They had built all these like luxury hotels for like the rich Muslims, but like there's people just like yeah. it's Portland there. Like people are just like sleeping in tents, you know. But then you've got the rich people that obviously can just you know. Yeah. Taking a helicopter, <laughs> yeah, fly on in, get a, a yeah. massive uh, rope on a on a ladle to get their Zamzam water. So uh, one of the yeah one of the <sighs> first stops on this Mount Arafat climb is to the Devil's Monument. Um, on the way to the Devil's Monument, there's a sermon, and Burton caught the eye of a extra hot Meccan ho- uh, hottie. You know, just, oh, mm. checking out her eyes, okay. extra hot. Extra hot yeah. Meccan hottie. I mean, that's too descriptive. Yeah, you know, he saw he a saw the uh, her. Uh, I think it was uh, citron eyes, like you know, citronella eyes. And it was like, oh, that's hot. Yeah, the skin. And she was so eyes. brave enough to actually like remove her, you know, headscarf thing, give him a little smile, a flirt, a little wink. Um, and this is all nice. happening during the sermon, and I guess they had kind of like gotten away i mean there's a lot of people and he started flirting with her and he said the girl and i came to an understanding 
Um, but before they could sneak away, the sermon had ended. And part of the tradition is there is a mad dash to the devil's monument, like literally like a stampede uh, of tens of thousands of people just running up this hill, getting crushed to death. There's piles of bodies on the side of the road. A whole grave digging economy was built along the path. And it's something that actually still happens today. Although Saudi Arabia has built all this infrastructure, they still can't stop deaths from these stampedes. Like in 2015, (laughs) 2000 people died uh, in this stampede. I mean, what the fuck? It's like going to Walmart. Yeah, Black Friday. Fucking Black (laughs) Black Friday. Friday, Yeah. But we complain about that. And it's just like, oh, two people crushed to death because the screens and TVs that size. You don't Travis Scott concert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, At least you're in closer to God, though. It's like, but they do this yearly, though. They go, can't wait to get in there. Yeah. Ah, let it happen. Booby trap. Right. So then there's this another weird thing where you had to pick up pebbles and you throw, I think it's 21 pebbles at these pillars that represent Satan, (laughs) that you're stoning the devil. Um, So they're charging it to fight it? Yeah. Is that, it's like a symbolic, like, ah, yes. Not not on our watch. You're not going to be here next year. Yeah, that stoning of the devil is called the Rami al-Jamari. Jamara. Whatever. Um, And then after that, uh, Burton's like still going on this journey and he starts just like, not only is there death from like people being, you know, stampeded to death, but like the smell of just like corpses start just like getting stronger and stronger and stronger until he reaches this point after the Devil's Monument where you're supposed to sacrifice an animal with its head pointed towards the Kaaba on top of the mountain. Um, now, what you're supposed to do is then take the meat of the animal and give it to the poor. But just because you have to skin the animal. So there's like all the bullshit. Like he said there was five or 6,000 rotting dead animals just like thrown into this chasm. Because, you know, you take the meat and just chuck the skin and... So so does that part still happen? Uh, apparently they still do, like, uh, I think it's more of just kind of like a block party, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. A block party where yeah. no one's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's religion. Everyone's thirsty is a block party with, like, here's some, here's some young grape-flavored uh, drink that... That you can kind of look at someone while having. Mm. And here's crackers to go with it, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to imagine the worst kind of block party ever. It's definitely, it's still an improvement from an animal slaughter for funsies. Um, And with that, the Hajj was over. They were all officially Hajjis, right? And now they could take off their pilgrim's robes. They could go bone again. I think the only thing they had to do was get another buzz cut. You had to cut all your hair off again. Unfortunately uh, for Burton, uh, he had lost track of that Meccan girl, so, that, you know, uh, <laughs> didn't get his little uh, bone at the end. I'm sure he found something. Oh, I, I actually know what happened to her. She didn't exist. She just needed <laughs> yeah, just something need to fill out of the water. Turtle. Yeah. Yeah, that was Muhammad in a wig. <laughs> yeah. He saw God. A little 18-year-old boy was like, yeah, I live over here. Um, <laughs> you like my eyes, mister? Like, yeah. Bur- 
beautiful eyes on you. Young Burton boy. hung around a little longer. He took some more notes, but that was pretty much the end of his trip. He was done with the heat. He was like, I, I got to get out of here. Um, so he Experience. headed back north to Jeddah, still in, I guess, that Arabian Peninsula. And he reported back, he reported back to the vice, British vice council. Now, problem was he was still dressed exactly the same. So he shows up to this place and the English guards are like, get out of here. And word, get out of here. And word. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. worked too well. I'm so good at this. <laughs> he was able to slip the vice council a note that says, this is Dick Burton. Do not recognize me for I am still not safe. Because uh, he was still traveling with uh, his friends. And don't look at my yeah. Richard. <laughs> I've lost a bit of myself. <laughs> uh, Burton remained in disguise until he reached Cairo. Uh, he he now started to pretend as that he was like a rich pasha, right? So he was like living in opulence as before he was that dervish, like pretending to be poor. And but. Yeah, just yeah, spinning around. By this red. point, uh, 18-year-old Muhammad was like, I don't know if this dude is uh, really legit. Uh, <laughs> this guy still yeah, is not yeah. caught on. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he was not yeah, wise beyond right? his years. <laughs> Good point. So one day he just leaves, and Richard, and Richard Burton found out that Muhammad had put it all together and had left in anger that he had allowed a non-Muslim to slip into Mecca. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> now coming to a close to the end of his journey back in Cairo, he attended a British event showing up dressed as he had for the past a little bit well over a year. Um, and he brushed up against an old officer, fr officer friend who said, damn it, that N-word's impudent. If he does that again, I'll, I'll kick him. And Burton turned around and was like, and said, well, damn it, Hawkins, nice way to welcome a fellow after two years. <laughs> yeah. I got him. That's being English. Zippy. And, Fun. And Hawkins, yeah. Good bit. Hawkins goes, by God, it's ruffian dick. <laughs> <laughs> You've become an N-word. <laughs> <laughs> It's like trading yeah. places with uh, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Look at you. And that is where we're going to leave off for today. Next week, we are going to jump off and go into Somalia, and we're going to search for the source of the Nile. And, and we're going to be talking Fuck about yeah. a lot more weird sex shit, because this trip, he was a little oh, yeah. more controlled. He, he's playing. He was tamed. We've talked about so much weird sex shit, and we haven't even gotten to when he meets oh, the yeah. Mormons. Yep. <laughs> wow. He's going to meet the Mormons, too. Oh, man. I like that you've done the research on this, Connor. I poked already, around but... this guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm so fascinated. We're, we're going, we're going awesome. into Africa. We're going to America. We're going to Brazil. We're, go we're going all over the world, this guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he had to Brazil. This guy's bringing out the worst in me. So maybe Humor the sedonic wise. zone was just where everywhere where he <laughs> fucked, he just colored it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Did it over here. I fucked here. I fucked there. Somewhere around here, yeah. I've definitely done a bone. <laughs> All right, Travis, thanks so nice, much Travis. for Thank you, Travis. Uh, bringing us on this saga. I hope we have about 10 more episodes <laughs> yeah. of this cat. Can't we wait got for more, more dick. More dick. Uh, I want to reattach my foreskin yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, go reattach your foreskin and then... 
I'll Connell come back next week. Slice it off the following yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Real man does it himself <laughs> while he squats and pees. And, yeah. and then yeah. kills a boy with the same knife. I that's false. <laughs> I circumcised myself with this knife to make it here. <laughs> this is the best way to be killed. <laughs> Speaking of the wrong bathroom. <laughs> right. Oh God, sorry, Mister. That was his last words. <laughs> it's so big, Mister. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it all mangled? <laughs> it just took off the fucking camp. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's weird because it's a dark place on the planet. <laughs> this whole Middle East, you know. It's a, so it's a very turbulent place. It is turbulent. Yeah, yeah. And then again, this is like before um, nowadays, right? You, it's there's a lot of wealth. Right? This is a backwater, you know. Yeah, this is before oil was yeah, invented. Before yeah. black grease. Out of sand. Before big business came through. Yeah. Where top hats were like, yo. Either way. Yeah. Thanks, Travis. Um, guys, good to see you here in studio. Oh. Uh, Patreon.com slash Roast Give us your money. Please. Yeah. Actually, Richard yeah. Burton would. Give me the money. Hire Mike. Yeah. Hire yeah. me someone. Yeah, he'll watch your dog. Yeah, you already got one job line. Mike, Mike can make you baby. burritos. Howard Jones. <laughs> Mike will do most things you want him to do. At this point, yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to that. Um, and also, Thank thanks you. for listening. You belong here. Bye. <laughs> what? Yeah, right? <laughs> you sound like a fucking, like, a. Uh, yeah, fucking guy or something. A sick man. You belong <laughs> here. Yeah. Tell me I'm brainwashed. <laughs> 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 <laughs>